97 WFNZ. 7 o'clockers, welcome aboard. Wake up. Let's get it going, baby. Let's get your day going. Let's get it going with a little Panther talk, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? We segue from the Super Bowl teams to the team that, of course, we heard the joke last week. It's further away from the Super Bowl than Tokyo is. We heard the joke, uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Mac and Bone with you. We've got What the Bleep coming up this hour as well. And you can bet your sweet bippy there will be talk of the new look Charlotte Hornets this hour as well. Bone and I are absolutely enjoying the hell out of the new look Hornets. As I can tell, everybody at the arena is. That place was going bonkers last night, Bone, down the stretch of that game. Yeah, the high, I, I, it's cliched as all get out, but it's it's accurate for what we saw. The, the hive was alive, and it, it has not been alive. And I think that, you know, it's 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 a different energy. It's It's a deeper team where they go to the second unit now, and it's not just dire straits the 40 what was our number mac 44 points off the bench last night yeah 44 9 and 9 from the bench brandon miller didn't have a great game didn't matter miles bridges didn't have to get 30 he only had 20 nice game but it was a it was a team full of depth guys playing hard guys defending great job on halliburton miles turner had 11 off the bat but that was you know he only had 11 the rest of the game so in all areas where we struggled there's at least some hope right now for this team the rest of the way that they can at least give us a competitive product, and that wasn't the case about five days ago. Absolutely. Ironically, Mitch Kupchak makes these trades for the future, but also immediately upgrades the Hornets, immediately upgrades the energy level, and then gets bumped upstairs. But uh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about the new-look Hornets, Seth Curry's big night, the Charlotte boys, Grant Williams doing it. But right now, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers, who will – inevitably have a new look when the 2024 season gets rolling but it's up to dan morgan the new gm who's got to do work in the meantime bone putting this roster together and i want to talk about panthers free agents somebody texted in and said the answer to your question bone is mike evans mike evans needs to be signed um put a pin in that hold that thought because right now i want to talk about the panthers free agents not the external unrestricted free agents so, obviously, the big ones are Burns and Luvu. There was that report the other day, Bone, from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that the Panthers are expected to do whatever they can to keep Frankie Luvu. Are you on board, Bone? Because I want to work our way down. I want to get down the list and kind of talk about what down-the-line free agents we keep. Or are you a Panther fan that wants to say bye to every one of these dang down-the-line free agents? Start with Burns and Luvu. Are you of the mind that I am of keeping both these gentlemen? Or are you tempted by, like, a tag-and-trade of Burns or something? I'm tempted to see what a tag-and-trade could bring back. If it's nothing that's um, substantial that you're you're liking, then no. So I think Luvu, to me, is a no-brainer. They're talking about dogs. They're talking about energy. There's no guy, Mac, that exemplifies that more for what you're looking for than how hard that guy plays. And I think it's going to be a, a decent contract. It's not going to be something that sets you back. I think Luvu, to me, is an absolute no-brainer based off the money. And what that guy, I have no question that that guy belongs here. So Luvu to me is, is. I agree. I just think, like, what would you want for Brian Burns in a trade? Just uh, a first rounder? If you can get a first rounder, would that be worth it? But again, where would that first rounder be, though? Can you get a high first rounder? I don't know if that's the case. I lean towards Burns just playing on the tag. Just tag him, man. Getting, Play getting, hardball and tag getting, him. Getting both guys back. back. Before we get into the, the numbers here, can you go over the cap situation real quick so we know like what we're dealing with here? Panthers are at like $31 million right yeah, now. That's important but, for this. But we went over last week ways to save a lot of money. Like Taylor Moten is at $29 million cap figure. 
That's getting restructured, right? A lot of restructuring. Mike K was hinting around in his article in The Observer about could they cut Taylor. But with our offensive line, I'm sorry, Taylor Moten, I'm not saying he's elite, but you can count on him. You need Taylor Moten on this team, but you got to restructure. There's also guys you can cut. And apparently, according to J.J. Jansen, Shaq Thompson heard that segment and was uh, laughing at how many players we were trying to get rid of on this show. And that was and you <laughs> and uh, you apologized. So that was hurt. That Shaq was hurt. Matt, do you know that Spot Track has a feature on the roster where you can restructure guys and also uh, cut guys and all this? They have a whole published. Oh yeah, you can play around. You can play GM there, man. <laughs> and I want to tell you, I'm not only keeping Shaq Thompson on this team right now. I just gave Shaq Thompson a raise. You did. You got there with Okay. okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm not that dumb. I believe you keep Brian Burns, even if it's just. Tag. I know what I'm and, doing over here. And play hardball with him. Although the, the rub with the Brian Bird's tag is it's going to cost $21 million against your cap. Whereas if you sign him to extension, you can get that cap number for this year way low. So that's that's the kind of rub there, whatever. But like, yeah, Frankie Louvre's important bone. Brian Burns plays the most important position on defense in 2024. Like, point blank, period. But when like, Frankie Louvre can play all the positions, but, but Brian Burns plays the most important position on a team whose pass rush statistically was one of the worst in football last year. So, like, let Brian Burns go. What are you going to do then? YGM and Marquise Haynes? You're going to use that first-round pick on Burns? What are the chances a first-round pick turns out as good as Burns? I understand what you you're saying, but also Luvu has something that you can't really measure, and that's setting a culture for a new coaching staff. Not a new coach. Brian Burns is a leader over there, too. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just talking about Luvu. Luvu's, I, I, Luvu's number and what he provides. I was talking about Luvu specifically of why that guy should be here. That Burns is a different subject. I was just talking about Louvre. I'm not comparing one to the other. Louvre to me, though, what he provides, I'm not even thinking about letting him. Walk. I'm not thinking about letting either one go. Is my point. Okay, you know what I mean. Well, we're on the same I want page both there. those guys back. It's just the Burns, the whole thing that Brian Burns, like, I know he didn't have his best year, and he didn't help matters by coming out bone after the season and saying, "Yeah, I was worried about getting hurt this year. I think that affected my play a little bit." Like that did not help the cause at all. But for folks to act like he ain't important, he's got so much better in the run game in terms of tackles for loss, in terms of making plays in the backfield against the run, too. Like, I just I just think there is total Burns disrespect in this town. That's all I'm saying. Frankie Louvu seems to be respected by everybody. And I'm just trying to make you respect both of these players. Derek Brown, we need to get an extension done for as well. I just like I the defense is the strength of the team. I don't want to let any of these strong guys go. You know, and that's kind of where I'm at. I understand there's an argument on the other side. If we keep all the defensive guys, how can we get help for Bryce? And and that's why Dan Morgan is getting paid the big bucks, Boney. As far as other free agents go, um, let me give you some of the some of these guys. You tell me if you're keeping any of these. I'll give you a list. DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Gross Matos, and Haynes. Are you interested, again, not breaking the bank, obviously, but are you interested in keeping any of those guys? Uh, not Shark. Not Chenault. Haynes, you keep waiting for something to happen, but either injuries. I would, if, of those guys there, I would put Gross Matos highest on my list. Now we're back on the I same page. I think he page, has baby. the highest upside of those. Those receivers, uh, I can go out and find guys to do what Shark and Chenault did last year, which, uh, let me check my notes here, not a lot of anything. I like Haynes. Seems like a good dude. But I, I don't know. He's, I mean, he's got a. He's seems like he's more situational base, and then definitely, he's and definitely. he's not in there for a lot of situations. He was in an injured year, not his fault. But of those guys there, Grossmatos is a guy. I think okay with Avero, and he's going to need some bodies there. Let's keep him and see what he can do. See, I'm thinking just like you on this one, Bone. I'm not going to get all agitated on this one. 
Right. You're not a guy that gets agitated. Why I love you so much? <laughs> I I agree on all of that. I thought you said it well about Haynes. Like he's got speed to burn off that edge, but still light in the fanny, still situational, and it just feels like he's never completely put up the production that you were hoping with that speed and quickness. As far and as there's been opportunity there for yeah, him to take it and. Gross Matos. Gross Matos had a good year. He did. And uh, oh, wow. he really fit into a scheme I didn't know if he'd fit into. Um, so I'd like to keep him. Again, team-friendly deal, but I'd like to keep him. All right, let's get to some other ones here. Right, let me give you another group. Jeremy Chin, C.J. Henderson, Troy Hill, and Grugier Hill. All right, so you said C.J. You said uh, Chin. Yeah. Henderson. We'll start with Chin. I... I Chin to me, Mac. I mean, I just at this point, there's been multiple coaching staffs, multiple D coordinators, and nobody can really figure out how to unlock Jeremy Chin. I don't. I like Chin. I love the draft choice. Chin seems like a good dude. Absolutely, a, a guy you want in your locker room. I just don't know usage wise. If they can't figure it out by now, what are they doing with Jeremy Chin? Are they all of a sudden going to figure something out in the offseason where they have the the right exact spot for him? Maybe it's a linebacker, but. I just don't know if we're ever going to tap the potential here. Maybe best for both parties if he goes somewhere else and someone else. He doesn't fit the scheme. He doesn't fit the scheme. Averro told you that. He barely played him this year relative to the past. And Chin said after the season, I, I need to be somewhere where I'm appreciated. That one is such a breakup. That, that, that is 100% breakup. The guy I like the most from that group is Troy Hill. I think Troy Hill had a pretty solid season, especially for what they paid him. You know, when they brought him in, once the season got gone, pretty cheap contract. I would let CJ bounce. I would consider cutting Dante to save $5.9 million. Sorry, Dante, you're a good baller uh, and a great dude. But I worry about the health of Dante Jackson and what you're really getting for your money. Plus, we need cap room. So, I, the, Troy Hill is the most interesting one of that group to me. I Three. wouldn't mind him coming back at all. He's also got multiple stints now with Averro. He's done it in two spots, the Rams and here. So, he's a guy that knows the system, and he feels like Averro gets the most out of him in his two stints. So, I, yeah, that's a that's a guy that you... you CJ's got to go, right? CJ has to go. CJ's bags are packed. CJ and Chinbone uh, went and got, uh, you know, the movers. They went in on a deal for the movers together. But move two houses, you know, get half off or something. Because both those guys, it's inevitable, right? And by the way, could you imagine if they did bring Mike Evans in and he met CJ Henderson and CJ said, hey, man, nice to meet you, CJ Henderson. Hey, I'm Mike Evans. CJ says, hey, well, where you been playing lately? Uh, been down there in Tampa. You, uh. You covered me during the 2022 season. <laughs> and then uh, Mike Evans turns and walks away, and CJ says, oh, I see you're back. I recognize you now. That's the view I'm used to having of you. Um, anyway, the CJ trade put that in Fitterer's failed deals, in on every failed deal. Put that one on the list. Also, full disclosure, I applauded the CJ Henderson trade when it was made, and I wanted the Panthers to draft CJ Henderson and not Derek Brown. That is on me. All right, I'm worse than Scotty uh, Fitterer. Um, I got, I got to own that. Phone. I got to own that. I'm Put checking, that on my list. I'm checking uh, notes here. <laughs> um, you did get agitated at the people that were not all in on C.J. Henderson. Multiple, multiple, <laughs> no, multiple, never multiple, multiple times. I believe you got mad about that. Well, if I was mad about that, I was mad at the whole fan base because I got to be honest. I think I was the only person that won C.J. Henderson. Like I, I don't, I don't remember anybody else in Charlotte saying yeah. And it turns out. I should have listened to everybody else in Charlotte. I knew that there was trouble when that story came out in Jacksonville about Urban Meyer had to go to his house and try to get him to come to training camp practice. Seriously. Or someone got sent there, whatever it was. But they, they, 
that he was such a talented guy and still is a talent, but there's just something there missing when it comes to translating that to. He's not a football player. There can be an athlete that's not a football player, and that's what it appears he is, Boney. Um, All right, restricted. By the way, one restricted free agent that ties in to letting Chenault go is uh, ISM. I would like to see ISM get tendered, ISM come back and try to work him in that Chenault role. I know he's not, he can't run through you like Chenault, but he started making some plays late in the season. Now, here's the two big ones, Bone. Here are the two Canales and Canales and Tampa had a, I know that Evans and Godwin are the headliners, but if you watch them at the end of the year, they had Palmer. They had a lot of guys there with the tight ends. It wasn't just a couple of guys. They really spread that ball around yeah. down there. You know, but uh, I, I uh, pardon me for being skeptical about ball spreading here. Um, oh, that sounds weird. I mean, I'm talking about a football, y'all. Come on. Oh my. <laughs> Come on. Grow up out there, everybody. Everybody, this, you giggling out there? This segment is sponsored yeah. by. Help me out, fine. I need something here. <laughs> um, but anyway, Frank Reich, that was his big thing coming in here. We're going to spread the ball around. Yeah. Not. Not. All right. Here's well, the two. They, well, they. they they, they, a lot of guys didn't make plays. Here's the, free, here's the free agents we end with. Will you keep them bone? Sam Franklin, special teams ace and safety, and J.J. Jansen, ladies and gentlemen. Are you keeping these boys? Well, one is an absolute no-brainer. The, the glue to the entire unit, really a guy that when you ask around is just um, – revered by his teammates. So I am not getting rid of Sam Franklin. I think that guy, Mac, has way too much value to the team. Sam Franklin and me on that list right there is the no-doubt special teamer. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the other guy in there? John Jacob Jingleheimer Jansen. No, no, no. no they needed to pull it out, Jansen, they've done it. Jansen needs right. a five-year deal <laughs> so he can just leave us alone and not take our jobs. <laughs> JJ, no, I'm just messing around. No, oh, both guys. I think both guys. There is no it. doubt. Dan Morgan, I, I'm the unofficial agent for JJ Jansen. Dan, you might not be aware of this, but I'd like to talk with you. Also, you owe me some Panther shoes too. But Dan Morgan, it better be a multi-year deal this year. Fitterer wouldn't do it, and look what happened to him. All right, I tried to get Fitterer to give JJ a multi-year deal. He wouldn't do it. Look where he is now. Give JJ a multi-year deal, and Morgan. Dan, all right, I'm of, watching. Dan, think of radio time. Think of think of uh, training camp in Charlotte. Sam Franklin and J.J. Jansen, that's like an hour of our interviews. <laughs> we can't lose that, man. We need that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Mac and Bone with you, trying to figure out who do we keep from last year's team? Who do we say bye to? This texter says, Mac says he will do anything to help Bryce Young, but he won't give up defensive players. It's like the Meatloaf song. I will do anything, anything for Bryce, but I won't Whoa. give up Burns and Louvu. Oh, we want your own way. Okay, I thought yeah. it was saying, yeah. It's like the meatloaf song. I'll do anything for Bryce, but find a way. Because the defense helps a quarterback, too. Right? If a quarterback only has to score 20, 23 to win a game, that helps him, too. Let's I was make a, it work with some caponomics, man. I, I was a diehard meatloaf fan as a kid. Had to, had you to, mean the food? No, no. This had the cassette tape in the car. There's oh, nobody I, that was a diehard meatloaf fan as a kid, is there? Loved it. <laughs> what the hell? This report meatloaf. is sponsored by, apparently, you meatloaf weren't. Meatloaf and Usher were Bones, two artists that shipped We're, we're talking you. like when I was like seven and got cassette tapes. <laughs> this, report, this report is sponsored by North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. NC Medicaid is for people like you. Full health care coverage at low or no cost. Doctors visits, emergency rooms, and prescriptions. See if you qualify at Medicaid.nc.gov. We come back. What the bleep? Stories in sports and in life that make us say what the bleep, including a radio tower that has gone missing on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. WFNZ Mac and Bone with you rolling through the seven o'clock hour. Seven o'clockers, good to have you with us. By the way, another Panther conversation, Bone, we have to have here in the next couple of days is one that the texters are kind of really pushing for uh, is the Hassan Reddick conversation. Hassan Reddick has been granted permission, or I guess his agent has, to seek a trade. Um, they're about to have a parting of ways, Bone. He has one year left, 16 million, uh, and a lot of Panther fans are feeling like bringing our old pass rusher back. He had a pretty good year, 11 sacks. I know a lot of crap went wrong there. I know they got some cap issues to work out. But Hassan Reddick put up a – he led him in sacks. Had a pretty damn good year. Yeah, that's another sign of, of what a mess Philly is, though, internally. We had heard during the year that there's so much going on there. So a guy of prominence like Reddick, who played at Temple, went back there, has had a stellar um, tenure with the Eagles, now wants to trade. So when a guy of that level wants out – it's not a, it's for Philadelphia. What what kind of mess are they really behind the scenes? It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that whole situation. Yeah. It is, so anyway, we're gonna have to talk about that because he's on the market, and I noticed Panther fans making. Uh, you know, some Panther fans are saying bring him in and trade and trade Burns for a one. Like some Panther fans have connected the two. So we'll probably talk about that over the next couple of days here on the Mac and Bone Show. We will celebrate the new look Hornets, the two and zero. Oh. Undefeated, new-look Charlotte Hornets after last night's win over Indiana. We'll do that at 745. We also will let you hear J.J. Redick praising the heck out of rookie Brandon Miller. I mean, the best praise I've heard yet for Brandon Miller. So you'll hear that coming up in about 20 minutes. But right now, Bone Man, the task is simple. It's the Tuesday morning comic relief. It is the segment where we celebrate people that do messed up stuff, people that say messed up stuff. It is time, Bowman, for this week's What the Bleep. What do you got over there, Bowman? First of all, this story right here, I couldn't imagine if we had to explain to our audience why we were off the air. In Alabama, a radio station was booted from the airwaves after a 200-foot tower. Their radio tower, the transmission signal, vanished without a trace. (laughs) The the, uh, the GM Mac of uh, WJLX, Brett Elmore, had to put out a statement that said, if you've seen our radio tower, please let us know. We can't get back on the air until our tower is back. I have not seen an update if it's back yet, but Matt, my only hunch here to help out our friends in Alabama, this somehow has to involve the Crimson Tide or Auburn, right? <laughs> was, someone, was someone upset Saban retired? I don't know if Auburn fans are mad about the play in, in the fall. This has to involve football in some way. Also, how do you make out with a 200-foot tower? And where'd you put it, man? Put it in your backyard? I think they'll see it. You know where it is? It's with the uh, Jerry Richardson statue. Wherever that is hidden, that's where this thing is hidden as well. Oh, this poor GM, too. He just looks like he's been through the ringer. Could you oh, imagine this- Rick? Could you imagine Rick if our damn tower got stolen? Holy heck. I'll tell you this. 
he'd be less worried about us messing up <laughs> our jobs. They'd be everybody'd be searching for that damn and radio it, tower. It, it's it's uh, see something, say something. If your neighbor came home and he's got a two hundred foot radio tower in his backyard, that might not be his man. <laughs> He's broadcasting, he's broadcasting live from his porch. Got clear. That's beautiful. And I noticed that one was suggested by a couple of listeners. Yeah. See, we actually have a What the Bleep network out there, Bone, where people will find the What the Bleep stories out there and pass them along. It's, it really is. I it's said, become a network of What the Bleep aficionados. I said this to our engineer, Ron Tolleson, and I don't think he laughed at the story. He was... I, I did, I don't think he, he was taking this serious. I don't think he was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of yucks with this story. Imagine how dang stressed he'd be. By the way, I got a great what to bleep story here, Bone Man. Um, uh, two Colorado high school athletes, Bone, had a press conference, uh, uh, I think it was yesterday, to announce where they're signing at, where they're signing to be scholarship athletes. All right? They're signing for Winthrop. All right? Oh, okay. Big get for a local school here. Here's the catch, and here's what makes it what the bleep worthy. They are the first two athletes that will ever be given scholarships to play Division I cornhole. <laughs> yes! This is a real article. Nine News in Colorado that these two individuals, Bone, from a Colorado high school, have signed uh, five-star cornhole recruits. They're the first five-star cornhole recruits in the country. They will play their cornhole, Bone. They will do their cornholing at Winthrop, ladies and gentlemen, in Rock Hill, South Kakalaki. How about that, baby? What the bleep? We now putting out star ratings for cornhole players? Flounder, are Holy you Holy crap. Flounder, I would put in a um, a call if you could be the voice of Winthrop Cornhole. <laughs> I mean, they got two five-stars, Flounder. It's going to be an exciting program. What an elite program. I got to play cornhole. <laughs> you know what? This is Marky. This is Mark from Gasconia's Ticket to School. Scholarship cornhole player. Isn't Mark from Gastonia like a cornhole ringer? Like, isn't he like a savant at cornhole? Like, could be a pro This if he, is if he the, tried it. Go back to school like Rodney Dangerfield, Mark, and get a cornhole scholarship. I bet they'd add you at Winthrop. You could be part of the Fab Five cornhole recruiting class at Winthrop. He was in a controversy, though, where apparently <laughs> in the Gastonia league that he's in, I, I don't... You're not supposed to wash your bags? Your cornhole bags? And, and I guess Mark either... Or put them in the dryer, I guess? Mark did something that is almost uh, uh, like steroids in baseball. What, are you supposed to air dry your bags? I think he. I think it does something with the aerodynamics of your bags. Really? Yeah, oh, Mark, Mark doing Mark, a little engineering Mark, like Chad Canals. He's uh, he's Mark McGuire of Gastonia. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what to believe? I just listen. That's great for these kids. Winthrop, when you win a cornhole title, we'll report on it here on WFNZ. But who are the? Who's the person that started assigning stars to cornhole players? And I we, need I need to know what they're doing with their life. And can we talk to them on the radio? <laughs> I need to know who these. <laughs> cornholers are uh, back we're going to florida and i want it known i want it known publicly this story happens in florida but the man that did this is from new york this is a northerner that went to florida and became part of the culture video surfaced last week of a man trying to drive his truck he first of all he drove his truck through a closed beach area which is a no-no anyway <laughs> mag the video is him driving his truck in the water like into the waves and they finally said, what is wrong with you? He was trying to surf with his truck. When they said, why would you do this? He said, don't blame me. My truck don't surf. I got a bad truck. This man went, to, the truck was the problem. went to New York, put his car in the, in the waves, and tried to surf with the vehicle. 
and then blame the vehicle for not riding the waves. <laughs> you, sir, when you buy your truck, you have to ask, is this a surfing truck? Like, that's on you. You know what I mean? You've got to ask that question up front and get that knowledge. Even, you cannot blame it on the truck. You did not buy an appropriate surfing truck. Like, even Florida what man's like, doing? even Florida man's like, bro, get out of our state right now. What the bleep back, is my go, man Go doing? back to New York and your great pizzas. Listen, just because you are in Florida doesn't mean you need to act like you're from Florida. All right, people, pull yourself together. Although New York's got some doozies, too. Let's not act like they don't. All right, uh, Bone Man, uh, we've got to get to the latest Twitter controversy. You have uh, you pointed me in this direction earlier this morning, and this is a thing. And I, like, are we, are we the dumbest we've ever been? I mean, uh, as a society, are we the dumbest we've ever been? Yes. There are people yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer is yeah. Okay. As there, I'm reading our text line about cornhole cheating and, and dryers and washing machines. There are people upset, Bone, on Twitter. And again, it's not necessarily the folks we rely on for this country to keep on running. I don't want to overdo it. But the fact this is a thing at all on Twitter, rage over the fact that Usher took his shirt off during the Super Bowl and Bone Man, it goes even further. The reason they're mad that Usher took his shirt off um, is because Janet Jackson could not show her nipple in the Super Bowl back in the day when the Panthers and Patriots played. So they don't think it's fair that Usher can show two of them things. So people are literally, this is literally a thing that has angered people on Twitter. My God, what are you mad about now, Twitter? What the bleep? Seriously, do we not understand the difference between a male with a shirt off and a woman showing a nip nip? Like, do we not understand the dang difference here? Come on, how dumb are we? It's almost like people on social media are psychopaths. But that's just my own hunch on the situation. Like, that's what we're going to argue about. That's what we're, that's what we're going to argue about. Like, I heard... Uh, men, men can take their shirts off and women can't. It's been a thing since, uh, I don't know, at least like the 1970s, I guess. I, I wasn't around for I'll the I'll tell previous. you this. Well, not, the, not the 1970s. The uh, the way back. The way back. Yeah, the way before. Like 18, 17, the 16. <laughs> okay, women, had to wear, women had to wear clothes for a long time. I got, 16, 17. I got what you're saying. The only people that should be mad about Usher taking his shirt off are the ones whose wives look at us husbands with our shirts off and say... You don't look anywhere near that. I got people like me. People like me with a messed up belly button, a big old gut should be mad at Usher. Not just the general public because men can take their shirt off at the Super Bowl and women can't. Check the out these nipples. What the bleep's going yeah, on Also, here? what the bleep, Matt, for calling them nip-nips. <laughs> uh, Matt, we have a bonus what the bleep happening right now. We just mentioned MFG and a Gastonia cornhole cheating scandal. MFG's on the text line. Yeah, I did it. If you wash and dry your bags, it makes them go faster. Really? This oh, is not, Marky, you this, are the Bill Belichick of cornhole. This, this is not exactly the baseball players in front of Congress with denials. Mark says, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Mark, keep that quiet, baby. They're going to hear. Matt, they well, are going to hear. Winthrop Flo- pulling off you that scholarship. Florida man was off the hook for the previous story because the guy was from New York. But this next guy is from St. Petersburg, Florida. He got on a high-speed chase on his on his bike, evaded the cops, got away with it. So what did this 24-year-old man do? Posted the clip and bragged about it on his YouTube channel. Went on YouTube. Posted him getting away from the cops. Back, he was arrested shortly after once they called him by his YouTube channel. You got away with it, man. He goes on YouTube and says, look what I just did. Florida man. Why? You're not New York man. You're Florida man. You're better than this. <laughs> so hold on. Did you tw- did you do a twist today and, and do New York man stories? 
No, this is, is a, no, this is a this Florida. Was Florida? This okay. is a Florida. Right. I'm just saying the previous guy wasn't technically a Florida man. Uh, he was okay. a New York guy. I was going to say, I but thought then, we had two New York but, guys but, doing dumb but stuff. But then Florida man said, here, hold my drugs and my alcohol. I got one for you right now. Florida man said, this is my game. All right, seriously. <laughs> doing messed up stupid crap is my game, y'all. All right, now I got what you're saying. All right, these are what the bleep stories. These are things that make us say what the bleep. It is your Tuesday comic relief, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Bone Man, let's get to the next. My next two what the bleeps will be about two different cowboy, former cowboy quarterbacks, incidentally. Let's start with one. The man who I believe the whole nation what the bleeped on Sunday while listening to him scream things out randomly in the the middle of a Super Bowl broadcast. Listen to Tony Romo as they went to break playing Adele. You can faintly hear him in the background. I believe this is singing. Listen to this. This is worse than Travis Kelsey singing. Listen to this. Take it to the commercial there, Mr. Romo. I have just figured out this morning, Bone, because a lot of you might be thinking, Mac, that sounds like some stupid crap you would do on the radio. And it does, sir. You would not be wrong if you thought that, or ma'am, if you thought that. But it has just occurred to me why Tony Romo does not work as a network TV analyst in front of 123 million watching the Super Bowl. Because he acts like my dumbass does on the radio every day. Like, I feel like local radio talk show, ah, the guy's goofy, the guy's out of control, he just blurts stuff out randomly. In the middle of a, while someone else is talking, he's singing, he's screaming. I feel like that might work here. And I say might because maybe it isn't working. But, Bone, you can't have that formula, I feel like, on a national Super Bowl broadcast. Well, what the bleep, Tony let's Romo? Let's practice. I'll do a quick thing as Jim Nance, Matt, game on the line. You be Mac Romo of how would you be in that moment here. So I'll set the scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go for the championship. Super Bowl 58. Oh, my Hike God, Jim. Jim, Hike. they might win it here, they, Jim. Mahomes. This could be for the Super Bowl, Jim. <laughs> Chiefs win a championship. Oh, my God, Jim. Do you see what play they ran? It was the corn dog, but they put relish and mustard and ketchup on the corn dog, Jim. Can you believe that's what they did? A legacy-defining <laughs> moment. Dan just keeps trying, right? A legacy-defining drive. Yeah, that was the one. that And, and, and like, seriously, this is why you, I could know. Yeah, that was even worse than Roma. I could never be in a booth. You know me. Like, I barely do that. This, right? You trying to read ads, do this, do that. Out here I am getting in the way. But he just, he's got to tone it down. He acts like my dumb ass. But the one that really made people mad is kind of what we were spoofing yeah. there. He like didn't let Nance kind of do his final call. He just jumped in, started blurting out what the play was and all this. So yeah, I think that's his problem. I think he's got to demacify himself. <laughs> he doesn't let, doesn't let the moment breathe in those oh, moments. And I don't let anything breathe, you know? Matt, there wasn't a whole lot of breathing at the Waste <laughs> Management Open this weekend because they were too busy drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Didn't have time to breathe at that golf tournament. However, a man went viral because he lost or he finished last in his fantasy football league, and he was wandering the grounds of the tournament in a wedding dress and just regular, like, sneakers. So this guy lost a fantasy football bet. Mac had to go to the Waste Management Open in a wedding dress. Also found out today, another league for the person that finished last recently, you had to eat your age in eggs in 24 hours. So, for example, Mac, if we had a league and you finished last, you'd have to eat 50 eggs in 24 hours. So I asked the audience as well on this one, 
What are some punishments that have been in your league or some that uh, you've seen? That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. I've never had to do any horrible punishments or whatever. Well, you won a lot of them, you to know, be honest I, with I did you. win a lot, and I'm still looking for money. from so Some of you know who you are out there. But anyway, I just, the guy at the Waste Management Open is cracking me up, though. That thing was such a bleep show this weekend, Bone, in Phoenix. This guy was only probably like the 10th weirdest dress dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, people were going crazy so much that the golfers have finally had enough. Zach Johnson got into it with people in the gallery. Um, you had Jordan Spieth upset, Billy Horschel. Like, the golfers struck backbone. This year, like, for years, the charm of the Phoenix Open had been these cats get drunk as hell and act like they do at other sporting events. That had been the charm of it. The golfers this year were like, we've had enough of it. Zach Johnson, in his presser after it, said basically i've had enough i've been dealing with this for years i had enough of it yeah like they, they were they were mocking him for the Ryder cup failures so that's what they were yelling at. that's what he was getting mad about uh we have the waffle house one that was where the guy chronicled his was it 24 waffles in 24 hours that was a couple years ago but give us your 704-570-9610 we'll we'll read them at some point today your, your fantasy football punishment all right let's get to one more here i've I said i was gonna what the bleep two former dallas cowboy quarterbacks troy aikman you're up next all right you're up next Troy Aikman, Bone, and again, full disclosure, you guys know how many horrible freezing cold takes I have had in the past, all right? I do not hide from them. I wanted C.J. Henderson drafted here, all right, over Derek Brown. I mentioned that earlier in the hour. There's but like how, one a day pops up how somewhere. How about this one, Bone? Troy Aikman, the athletic in, uh, in uh, the Kansas City version of the athletic or the Kansas City writer of the athletic, right, uh, put out a tweet, a link to his article, September 23rd, 2019. And it said, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. Troy Aikman responded back then in 2019. In case you missed it, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Mr. Aikman, we are now four and maybe a third, four and a quarter years later. And he already has all of your Super Bowl titles, my friend. Your arrogance was displayed right there in that tweet. You should have shut the bleep up. That one is a what the bleep tweet, Boney. Seriously. If he this, he this, may double you up, Troy. If this was the quarterback derby, here comes Mahomes. <laughs> He's passing Aikman on the right side. Mahomes oh. has passed Aikman. Aikman could not help himself. I don't know he why had I just to went say derby, something snarky. I like it. I like it. And now, how bad does that tweet look now? And Mahomes is going to make that tweet look worse and worse, I have a feeling. I, I'm also guessing Mac Mahomes probably has a list of guys he knows he's passing as well that have said stuff along the way. <laughs> just checking them off like uh, Steve, Buscemi, Steve Buscemi's character in Billy Madison, just marking off the list of things. Bone, these punishments, by the way, from people. like We, we got to read these at the in an email yeah. segment at the end. But like Andrew from Rock Hill says, loser of their fantasy league has to post a political rant on their Facebook. Nothing offensive, just something off-the-wall political. <laughs> Bro, you're going to lose like 200 friends in one post. Oh, my goodness. That is what the bleep stories in sports and in life that make us say what the bleep. Send in yours throughout the week as well. We'll try to work them in. When we come back, muscular audio. You have to hear it. Who did J.J. Reddit compare Brandon Miller to? Don't miss it. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I talked to I talked to some people in the Hornets organization. It's like I see this guy. I can see what I see on the court. What's this guy like? Here's here's some words thrown around. Smart, great IQ, competitor, coachable, great teammate, detail-oriented, detail-oriented as a rookie. Come on, man. Buy this yeah. guy's stock. Buy this guy's stock. Because it physically, he has it. Skill-wise, he's ha- he has it. You have two of the three boxes checked. If you've got it up here, if you've got it in the mindset... Oh my gosh! This guy's going to be an all-star, all-NBA type player for years. Agreed. That's how good. Agreed. That's how good Brandon Miller can be. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. That is JJ Redick on his Old Man and the Three podcast. Him and Tim Legler did a 16-minute conversation about Brandon Miller. You can find it on YouTube, by the way. Now, if you don't dare listen to that during the Mac and Bone Show, all right? That is something you don't do. We will find you, okay? We will hunt you down. YouTube is down right now. Yeah, that's right. It'd be up later. They didn't didn't pay their electric bill. (laughs) But it's great stuff. They're both just raving and and describing it, and it's basketball guys that are able to really describe all the different ways, Bone, that he has shown he can score. See, that's the thing. I thought he would come in, Bone, and I thought he'd be a shooter, I thought he would hit the mid-range. I thought he'd hit threes. But he is way craftier of a scorer than I can imagine. And he is initiating pick and rest. another thing they talk about a ton. You heard it. Uh, well, no, you didn't hear it there. But it's on that conversation. Um, they started comparing him to Jason Tatum and to uh, Brandon Ingram because of their ability to initiate pick and roll offense. Oof. And I have to be honest with you. I, I thought he would benefit from Rozier and Ball running the pick and roll drawing the defense and kicking to him. I did not think at this point in his rookie year, they, I mean, there were times last week when they were playing like point guardless, basically, right. Where he was bringing the ball up the floor. Like I did not see him as a pick and roll offense initiator this early in his career, man. He is special. That's, that's high praise. Cause I do listen to that podcast and JJ's not one to throw out platitudes for the sake of doing that. And you have to think about the guys he's played with backers. He played with Ingram in New Orleans for a while. He's played with, the best of this Man. era, he's played with most of these guys. I'd never thought of the Jason Tatum comparison, but the more you, you think of Jason Tatum, for as great as he is, he's not what I would say overly explosive. He gets what he wants because he's a great player. That's kind of like what Miller's. He finds a way as a basketball player through his savviness to create his own shots. I could see it. And I told Sam Farber last night on the pregame show, because he uses a comparison a lot of Ingram and George. I told Farber... That Reddick said that, and I think Sam may have almost passed out on the pregame show. He made a gasping noise, and there went so, <gasps> so now Sam's got another one in his bag. Sam, was, Tatum. Sam was just in shock that someone thought of a richer comparison that he came up with. He was very <laughs> disappointed in himself. But uh, And listen, Brandon Miller is one of the reasons to be excited about the future, the new owner's direction. They're going to find a new GM. They're already searching or, or head of basketball ops. They're searching for that now. They announced that yesterday. Mitch is kind of kicking upstairs. But I'll tell you, Mitch didn't exactly bone um, go out with a whimper, though. Like, we can debate Mitch's tenure here, and there were obviously hits and there were obviously misses. You know what I mean? It was It's one where I don't think you can act like everything he did was terrible, but you certainly um, – uh, there were misses in there it's as well. Two, it's two stints because he started out red hot and hardly missed on anything. The Devontae, Devontae Graham time, he was red hot, 
then it went down, and the, what you're saying, he ended pretty well, it yeah, seems. Yeah, but um, the Brandon pick was great, and then, of course, he ends by stocking us up, Bone, with these players that, like, listen, the number one reason for all these trades was not the here and now. The number one reason for these trades were the future. Right. Let's shave salary. Let's get let's let's create cap room moving forward, if not this year, in a year or so. And let's also get some draft picks for the future as well. That's why we made these trades. But a byproduct of it, though, is bone. They have immediately gotten better because the bench is a group of guys that actually deserve to be in NBA rotations. This new look Hornets team is now two and oh. And like you said, the hive was bouncing last night. Let's go Hornets chance like I didn't think we'd hear that place like that again, Bone, except like when the Knicks are in town and it's the enemy fans. Right. I mean, they this team is legit fun. I don't know how long it's going to last. How are they doing this, Bone? Like, how is this group of players playing this much better than the other guys were? And we've traded Rozier and PJ away. We have guys also playing with urgency right now. We have a guy like Trey Mann, who's a first-round pick, got traded trying to prove something. Michich. The guy that just came over from Europe and didn't really play a lot for the Thunder, trying to prove something. Curry, at 33 years old, coming home. There's a pressure there, but he wants to perform for the home crowd. Same with Grant Williams, although he'll be here for a while. Bertans, trying to extend that career. We got a lot of guys playing right now where the record may not matter in the scheme of everything, but their performance matters for what they want to be or do. So we're getting a lot of guys, Mac, playing with urgency I can't say this team played with a lot of urgency up until recently this year. There's an urgency now though this team has. And depth. Depth and urgency is completely different. Yeah, you, you brought it up. Guy, how about those OKC guys we got here? They were all buried on the bench. Man, Misich, and Bertans were all buried and weren't getting minutes. And that's just a tribute to what they built in OKC. And by the way, how'd they build it? By tearing it down, getting future assets and cap room and picks and all that stuff. They still have umpteen picks. But so, yeah, you're bringing in guys like you're saying, Bone, that are like, now I get the ball. Now I get to show what I can do. I also think, Bone, that they are sharing the ball so much better. I thought it really got to, I said this last week, as good as Brandon Miller was playing, as much as Miles was scoring, I thought it got to my turn, your turn with Miles and Miller. This time down the floor, yep. hey, it's your okay. turn. No, get it back to me. And Miles would take two turns before Brandon got one. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> It worked like that. You're so right. This team is sharing the ball. Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges aren't putting up the huge numbers, but they don't have to. We had seven in double figures. We had 27 assists last night. The ball is moving. Guys are passing and playing unselfishly. This group has brought in energy. Like everybody that was here on this Hornets team bone, I think was dead inside. I think they had died inside, right, because of the horrible start. This group is bringing in energy. Hey, we get a chance to play now. And the other guys are feeding off the energy. It's freaking fun. I don't know how long it's going to last, but the Hornets are legit fun right now. They really are. And then EC has taken his performance to another level, Bone Man. And I'm not just saying this because he shouted out your boys, Mac and Bone. Grant, this dude is fired up. Grant Williams also plays with an attitude, a little edge. He gets Definitely. grumpy. He's mad at the referee. He's a good dude. But on the court, he doesn't like losing, man. He gets mad. We've asked for a while, can someone get angry? Is someone mad? And Grant Williams, who comes from Boston initially, not used to losing a lot, is he? So Grant Williams' yeah. attitude, it's energy, it's attitude of Grant Williams. I think it's going to be important, not just in the now, but in the future. This segment is sponsored by the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. NC Medicaid is for people like you. Full health care coverage at low or no cost. Doctor's visits, emergency rooms, and prescriptions. See if you qualify. 
at medicaid.nc.gov. We come back to great West Durham of the ACC Network. He's going to tell us about the Duke win last night. And what's the biggest key for UNC to win a national title? Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.